0: Who's the Black Friday person? Like, actually, like you actually will go shopping either like late Thursday or on Friday. Okay, 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 okay. So we got we got like six. Who's a Cyber Monday person? There it is. There it is. Absolutely, absolutely. So in the spirit of the holidays and everything like that, I actually was doing some research today, and you know they can do like guesses based off of the last couple years, based off of this year, like all these things. And they were able to track and guess how much money the United States is supposed to spend in that four-day window or three-day window. Like from Black Friday to Cyber Monday, they were able to think, hey, this is how much money we think everyone's going to spend. How much do you think money – how much money do you think everyone's going to spend? Several billion? $27 billion. 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 That's very specific. (laughs) You said what? So what – thank you. What did you say? Zero. We're not spending any money. It's a good guess. That's a price that's right. At least two dollars, one hundred dollars. We were really close with twenty-seven billion. Believe it or not, but we are expected to spend, in between Black Friday and Cyber Monday, one hundred and forty-eight billion dollars. Now, that's a number, right? That that's just a number, um, and so it's kind of hard to understand, like wrap our brains around. That billion word. You know what you could buy with one hundred and forty-eight billion dollars? You could. Yes. You. Yes. So so here's here's what I'm gonna do. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna show you a picture. I'm gonna show you a picture of something real quick. Maybe this is your home. Maybe it's something like this. Um, This is a house on Zillow, and it is forty 400000 dollars. Okay, so that is a good ref estimate. So, but that is what $400,000 can get you. With $148 billion, then you can buy 350,000 of those. For reference, here's what I'm going to say. I'm gonna, I want you to stand up if you live in the, these limits. Stand up if you live in Kansas City, like the city limits of Kansas City, okay? All right, stand up if you live in Weatherby Lake. And you can stay, still, stay standing, stay standing. So if you live in Kansas City, stand up. If you live in Weatherby Lake, Pleasant Valley, Parkville, Riverside, Liberty, North Kansas City. Okay, so of all of those places, there's roughly 350,000 people. So every man, woman, and child could get one of those houses with 148 billion dollars, you guys can have a seat. That's a lot of money, and that is how much money we are expected to spend as a country next week. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Everyone gets it. the The man gets it. So here's what I'm going to say. I am not ripping apart the the fact that we are spending, you know. billion next week because I know that my family personally like they would always buy the Christmas presents on Cyber Monday because it's cheaper a lot of people save up for it like like so it's okay so I'm not hating too much on the fact that we're spending a whole bunch of money but what it does make me think of is it's now we're, we're transitioning into quote unquote like the most wonderful time of the year right. Thanksgiving, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Christmas, Christmas Eve, Christmas Adam, New Year's, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah. Like there's all of the things happening where we start buying stuff. There's this kind of we're supposed to spend our money on gifts for other people. And and what happens is this then makes me think and I think that we all should be thinking this question of like, hey, how should I spend my money? How could I spend my money? Is there a right or wrong, wrong way to do this? And this, this whole thing is called generosity. Generosity. And, and a lot of times what will happen is, is you will think of generosity as, as strictly speaking of money, right? And so half of y'all are already checked out. It's like, I, ain't, I don't got no job. I barely get birthday and Christmas money. So, like, generosity doesn't apply to me. But think about this. Like, you can be generous with more than just money. You can be generous with your time, with your talent. You have stuff. You have have, um, gifts and abilities. You have resources. You know, there's so many things you can be generous with. So how should we spend those things? We're in this series called The Good Life where we've kind of had this anchor verse of like John 10.10 where Jesus said he came to the earth so that we, if we trust and follow him, we would have life and we would have it to the full. And so we've asked this question, what does that mean? What does having life to the full mean? And so week one, we talked about the fact that if you have Jesus right now, you have the good life right now. So no matter the circumstances, as good or bad as it gets, you can have the good life right now if you have Jesus. So that was week one. And then last week, our big idea was that you can't have the good life or you won't have the good life without discipleship. You know, it is such a joy to be led, be discipled, be mentored by someone uh, older and wiser. And there's also a joy that comes from discipling and mentoring someone um, that's maybe new to their walk with Jesus. Something that I didn't mention last week, and I, I totally forgot it, is that uh, it was mentioned in your small groups, but we have this thing called starting point. Uh, I know that actually a lot of students and even leaders are, are going through it right now. And it's kind of our churches and, and the bridges um, like curriculum or book thing to kind of help take people through uh, kind of this discipleship kind of relationship. And so if you want to, if last week's message, you're like, oh, dude, like, yeah, I want to be mentored and discipled and led by someone maybe older and wiser in their walk with Jesus, then what I want you to do is after the service, after a small group, um, you can go to the table and in there, uh, like the where you get checked in at. And then Shay and Taylor, they'll be there so they can help answer any questions you have about starting point. You can come talk to me or so about it. Cool? Cool. So that was the last two weeks. This week we are talking about generosity. We're talking about generosity because we all have stuff, whether it is like money, whether it's uh, gifts or talents, or all of us just have time. But how do we spend those things? How do you use the gifts and the things that God has given you? And so we're talking about this tonight, um, if, whether you know or love Jesus or not, because uh, all, across society, all of us value generosity, right? Like like we, it, it's praise and in, in whether you're at school or at work or at home or, or, you know, something like that, like generosity, when we see generous people, we're like, oh, that's that's cool. When you are generous, when you are helping someone out or something like that, then you, you, almost, you feel really good. You get a joy that comes from doing nice things and being generous with your stuff. But especially tonight, why we're talking about generosity is because if you are a follower of Jesus, generosity is one of the greatest tools that you have and that you can use to point other people to Jesus. So if you love Jesus, let's get locked in. If you don't love Jesus, this is still really helpful for you, okay? But here's the big idea for tonight. It's the whole message in one sentence. You ready? The good life is a generous life. The good life is a generous life. And so what we're going to do is we are going to uh, be in one main passage. We're going to be like one chapter over at one point. But we're going to be in one main passage in the Bible. And it's 2 Corinthians chapter 8 verse 1. So if you have a Bible, I know there's a bunch of Bibles kind of laid out, uh, or you have it on your phone, why don't you turn there. Um, if you don't have a Bible, that is our gift to you. I hope and I pray that you take it home, you read it, and you love it. Um, or if you have a friend that doesn't have a Bible, I pray that you can take that and you can give that to them later. But 2 um, Corinthians is going to be kind of towards the end of your Bible. There's a 1 and 2 Corinthians. It's a couple letters that this guy Paul wrote. And Paul is, is writing this letter to this church uh, in Corinth. That's where you get Corinthian. It's in modern day Greece. He wrote it around like 55, 56 AD. So Rome is still, uh, you know, the big thing. And then, um, but at this time, like there's some persecution, but it's not super bad. Like there's some persecution when in Israel, where like, if you were a follower of Jesus and a Jew, like you didn't fit in. And so they would like arrest you and kill you. But The reason why I mentioned that it's like 55, 56 AD is because there's quite literal historical things happening where in Israel there is this huge famine, okay? So not only are these followers of Jesus now being persecuted, but they now have no food and they're hungry and they're dying. So that's the kind of the context of what Paul is doing. He's writing this letter to this church with this in mind. He's going from city to city and he's kind of collecting money so that he can go take it to Israel and he can... They can be nice to those people. So, in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, starting in verse 1, uh, it says this And now, brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace that God has given to the Macedonian churches. So, Macedonia is this area right next to Greece. Okay? In the midst of a very severe trial, their, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. For I testify that they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability, entirely on their own. And this is what's crazy. They urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in the service to the Lord's people. And right here, what we see, the very first thing that we see is there's a difference between giving away a lot of money and generosity. Like they're very similar. Like it's possible that you can, be generous by giving away a lot of money, but they're not exactly the same. How many people watch Mr. Beast? Just raise your hand. You're like, you're a Mr. Beast guy, right? The dude gives away like a million dollars every video and, and it's it's super cool. That's not entirely would classify as generosity. He's giving away a ton of money, but he makes so much money off those videos. And so like, it's not like it's that, it's not generous. He's just giving away a lot of money. So like, like, so check this out. Think of this example. Um, let's say uh, I have ten dollars, and let's say you have one dollar, right? Um, we'll pick on Shay. Shea's right here in the front. I have ten dollars. Shay has one dollar, and then Sam asked for a uh, dollar. For me, that's pretty easy. I got ten of them. You know, I can give away a dollar. If Shay gives away a dollar, it's the same amount, but for her, it's way harder to give away one dollar. You see what I'm saying? This is generosity. Generosity, with generosity, if you want to take notes, you can write this down. There's always a sacrifice with generosity. It's like you, you give till it hurts. For some people, if, if someone's ask you for $10, you're like, yeah, sure, here you go, there's 10 bucks. But for other people, if you don't have 10 bucks, that would be so hard. With generosity, there's always sacrifice. But don't just think about money. Think beyond it. Like, you got to step away from just the money example. Because I know not all of us have jobs, okay? Some of us, some of y'all, I, w- I wouldn't say us, some of y'all have so much free time, it makes everyone else really jealous. You know? Like, you, can, you have a free Tuesday every Tuesday. You can maybe fill it if you want to, but you're more than likely, you know, you might just stay at home. The weekend's coming up, and you're like, well... Netflix again, I guess, you know, like, like you just, you have so much free time. So if I was to ask like, hey, would you mind helping with this thing for, for two hours? Like, would you mind serving at church for a couple hours or or serving at the bridge, like with either helping with check-in or on the worship team or in production or, you know, then if, because you have so much free time, like that's not that big of a deal. But if you have so many things on your plate, you're busy all the time, then like, to be asked, like, hey, would you mind serving on a Sunday morning for a couple hours or on a Wednesday night for a couple hours? There's a cost to it. There's a sacrifice to it. It hurts to do that because you don't have all this extra stuff. And so here's going to be one of the questions, and there's so many questions that can come from it, but I'd love for your small groups to to, to ask this and kind of talk about this. But how can you be generous this week? Or maybe not this week, but like this whole season. How can you be generous this season? And think about like what what can you do with being generous with your money? How can you be generous with your time? How can you be generous with just the things that God has given you? With with the resources that you have at your house or, or, or whatever it is. How can you be generous? And so let's say... Uh, like for uh, money is the easiest one to pick on okay so I know raise your hand if you have a job like you you or it doesn't have to be like a w-2 kind of job but it could be either allowance chores you get some kind of lawn mowing side hustle thing raise your hand if you get money monthly okay so that's about half an easy step of generosity that's just as an example is to give to the church that you go to that that's just an easy, like, like that's the, the easy example, mostly because I'm an employee of a church, so you know it thanks. But like think beyond that. Like, let's say because some of y'all are giving to the church that you attend. You know, we are a part of Discover Church. I'd love to see you there on Sunday, but I know that not everyone goes to Discover. And so whatever church you go to, you should give them money. But then generosity takes this extra step and says, like, but make it like really uncomfortable. Like like give to a point where it's it's a big deal. It's not just something that you're just casually doing. So between you and God, work that out. What does it look like to be generous to your church? But some of y'all are generous to your church. Thank you. Love you for it. And I know that God knows it and and all that awesome things. But I would miss this opportunity to invite you to a thing that we have going on this Saturday. Some of y'all helped with a bunch of these boxes, you know, about an hour ago. We are doing this thing, our church, I get, one of the things outside of Wednesday nights that I get to do is I get to lead what we call Love KC. It's our churches, we do these two main, uh, like, outreach events. One of them's in summer, and the other one is going to be in November, right? And what we're doing is all those boxes are full of Thanksgiving food. So then that way on Saturday morning, what we're going to do is we, I talk to social workers and stuff with the Platte County School District, and so then that way there's going to be this whole, uh, there's going to be 142 people receiving a box on Saturday morning that we have confirmed and stuff. But we gave away a whole bunch, as many boxes as we could, but we're still short seven boxes. Seven boxes haven't been claimed by by anyone in our church. And so here's going to be an opportunity. Here's just an invitation. You know, however this feels, like, why don't you maybe take a couple friends It's like, hey, let's be generous together as a small group. Let's be generous together. I don't have a whole lot of money, but I can grab a couple cans of this. You can grab a couple boxes of this. You can grab a couple bags of this. And then we can make a box so that way we can give it away on Saturday. Grab a couple friends. Grab your small group. And, and maybe be generous. We have seven boxes. That's all we have. We have seven boxes left. Think about that as you want. But I also know some people don't have the money, right? I, you can't buy a couple cans of this or boxes of that or bags of that. Well... Again, you can be generous with your time. Come serve with us on Saturday morning. It's going to be at 9 a.m. at Platt Purchase Middle School. That's where we're going to give all these boxes and stuff away. If you want to come give up like two hours of your time, come hang out. Come see me after the service. I'll get you like set up so that way, you know, you can come hang out and you can serve with us. But those are just two examples of being generous. But my question is I want you guys to talk about about this in your small group. is how are you going to be generous this season okay so that is what generosity is it's a couple ways and how we can be generous but to kind of finish this we're going to have two parts of this one question of why like why should we be generous and in second corinthians 8 a couple verses you see like kind of the biggest one But if you go over the next chapter, so 2 Corinthians chapter 9, uh, literally the whole book is literally talking about, the majority of the book is talking about generosity. But in chapter 9, verse 10 and 11, this is what this says. Paul, he's still writing, um, and he says, now he, talking about God, oh, sorry. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed. And will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. We'll explain it in just a second. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. Okay? So here in these two verses, we see this crazy idea. And it's this fact that God is the one that gives you the stuff. And then from that, we get to then bless others. Like, you're only able to be generous because God gave it to you first. And and I want you to think, again, more than just money, if, if you can be generous with your time, think about it. God's the one that gave you the 24 hours. Like, if you're alive right now, which we all are, it's because God is keeping you alive right now. So God has gifted you life, but God has also gifted you all of those resources. And it's so that you can be a blessing. You can be generous to others. If you have money, it's so that you can give it to other people. Um, Here's what we're gonna do. I wanna see what this actually looks like. Um, Does anyone have, and it's so weird, but does anyone have a $100 bill that you would be willing to give me. If you have a $100 bill, can you give it to me right now? Come on, Yeah, come on up. Samuel's rocking a, a Benny in his pocket right now. He, he has a, I can have this. Thank you. Give it up for Samuel for a second. How generous. Now, half of y'all in the room right now have an idea of where this is going. The other half is like, you got another one? Like, what, what's a guy got to do? Like, can I be in your small group? Like, th- this is a real $100 bill. You can look at it. There's, there's a Benjamin's in this corner right here. This is a real $100 bill. And he just gave it to me, no strings attached. Do you have any other $100 bills in your pocket? Do you have any other cash in your pocket? You just happen to have a $100 bill in your pocket. Here's the, here's the crazy part. A couple hours ago, I gave Natalie Orton a $100 bill. And I gave her specific instructions. And I said, hey, Natalie, here's what I want you to do. I want you to pray about it. And I want you to give this $100 bill to somebody. Someone that you can trust with it. But someone that you can trust so that if I ask for a $100 bill, they'll come up and give it to me. So I gave this $100 bill to Natalie. Natalie gave this $100 bill to Samuel. And I just asked for it. And then Samuel literally just took a $100 bill out of his pocket. That was his and just gave it to me. And here's the reason why he could do it. Because he knew it wasn't his. Like, if I was to ask any of y'all for a $100 bill, there's a weight to that. There's a sacrifice to that. But that sacrifice is so much easier when you realize that it's not yours in the first place. This is the, 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 the a second point, if you want to write this down. Generosity is easier when you realize that it's all God's. Again, the time that you have, the, the money that you make, the, the friends that you have, the, the, the house that you have, the, the food in the cabinets that you have, is so much easier to be generous with those if you realize that it's not yours. We have been asked to steward those things. It's all God's. And God has literally said from his word, hey, I've given you these things to hold on to so you can give to other people. And generosity, it's a sacrifice, but it's so much easier when you realize that it's all God's. So why be generous? We, we should be generous because we need to know that it's all God's money. It's all God's time. It's all God's everything in the first place. He's the one that made you as smart as you are. He's the one that gave you the family that he did. He's the one that put you in the school that he did. He's the one that has given you these last 24 hours. It's all God's. And so he's given us these things so that we can then bless other people. We can be generous to other people. We can give those things to other people. So they get blessed. We get joy. Like we, we Literally, we get a joy when we give these things away. And then we, and you see this in this last verse, if we can go back to uh, verse 11, we see that when we are generous, God gets the glory for it. Like like in a, in a real case scenario, if Samuel was giving away bennies to people, then would they like, if someone was to ask, why are you doing this? He'd be like, because God gave me this money in the first place. So God gets the glory, we get the joy, and the people we get to be generous to, they get the good. So that's the first why, and that's one chapter over. Let's go back to chapter 8, and we're going to finish here. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, we're going to read verses 8 and 9. Paul says, I am not commanding you. He's talking about being generous. He's telling these people, hey, like, be generous, but I'm not commanding you to do it. So time out, friends. I am not telling you. You need to give to your church or else. That is not what I'm saying. God's word says, I'm not commanding you, but I want to test the sincerity of your love by comparing it with the earnestness of others. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich yet for your sake, he became poor so that through his poverty might become rich. Friends, this is the, the wildest thing about this. This is the coolest thing about this. Why should you be generous? In, in a way, if you're a follower of Jesus, it's to prove whether or not you really love people and love God. Like, it's, it, we don't do that to be saved. We do that because we're saved, okay? So don't, don't misinterpret me. Like, you can't be generous enough to make your way into heaven, okay? So that's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying, if you love Jesus, we get to prove it by how we're generous, and we have the example of Jesus. like Jesus modeled what generosity looks like. like so if we really believe what God's word says about Jesus that Jesus is God, hundred percent. so before Genesis one one, like this guy he made everything. Colossians one says that we are he is holding everything together right now. So we're breathing because Jesus says so 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 god is 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 over everything. he he did everything he's he's awesome. He is Chilling up in heaven right now. He makes the galaxies in the Milky Way because it was fun, right? He's that kind of God. And then he came to the earth. He was born 2,000 years ago in the middle of nowhere, Middle East. Like, they have air conditioning back then. And I promise you, they probably got air conditioning in heaven. That's all I'm saying. But Like out of all the times in the world that Jesus could have come to the earth, he decided to choose a place. This is the whole story of Christmas in a place where there's donkeys and he was born in a barn and there wasn't like running water. I mean, there might have been a thing, but like, you know, the Roman aqueducts, you know, but like there's like, it's not the same. It's not the same. Jesus proved his generosity by giving up all of the riches that he had. And became poor. You see, we, we've all sinned. We've all rebelled against God. We, we've said, hey, God, I know that you, you know, you made the Grand Canyon, like you're like eating like the icing off a cake. You just went, Whoop, and you know, and it was fun for you. And I know that you made all these rules and you have this plan, like you love me enough to have a plan for me, but I want to do what I want to do instead. And what the Bible says is that it calls that rebellion sin. We have all sinned against God. And so then because of that like that not only hurts ourselves and hurts other people but then God's like you're hurting yourself and you're hurting other people why are you doing that and so then to pay for that punishment to pay to pay for the rebellion that we all deserved Jesus showed generosity he came to the earth and he lived a life without any rebellion without any sin the life that we could never live, and yet he died on the cross, the death that we'd all deserve. And then now, if you have never trusted in Jesus, like you can trust in Jesus and be like, God, will you forgive me of my rebellion? You you are God. You are the king of my life. You can do whatever you want. You have my yes to any question that you ask. Like that is the good news of the gospel. But here's the crazy thing about that. Because of the gospel, we now can be generous to other people because Jesus modeled it first. So if you don't know or love or trust Jesus, like my invitation for you today is this, like say yes to Jesus. Talk to your small group leader and ask them, hey, what what, what do I need to do? How can I have this life, this eternal life that Jesus is offering? But if you are a believer, Friends, like, I don't want you to just move past the fact, like, the whole gospel presentation thing and think, yeah, I've heard that before. Friends, like, you need to remind yourself of the gospel and remind yourself what Jesus did so that that way that can fuel how we love and are generous to other people. And then not as a command, but as an invitation, go do something about it. If you love God and you love Jesus, you you, you love people, prove it. Prove it through your generosity. Let me pray that we would. Heavenly Father, we could not thank you enough for all of your love and your kindness and your generosity towards us. But we're going to make the best attempt possible by just saying thank you. Thank you for just who you are and thank you that you loved us in spite of us. I pray that your people would be a generous people. We'd go to our schools, we'd go to our jobs, we'd go home to our families and we would just show them what you've shown us by our love and by our kindness and by our generosity to other people. God, I just ask if there's anyone that doesn't know you, they've never trusted in the forgiveness that you offer, I pray that tonight would be the night you just open their eyes to show them how just amazing you are as a God and as a king and and how just desperate we are in need. Of you, God, I pray that all the things that happen in small groups and in the and the things that happen over these next weeks, God, I pray that it would all be for Your glory, for our joy, and the world's good, in Jesus' name. Amen.